welcome to Where Brains Meet Beauty, hosted by Jody Katz, founder and creative director of Base Beauty Creative Agency. Hi, Carrie. Hi, Jody. How you doing? I am so excited. This month and this year are so huge for us at Base Beauty and Where Brains Meet Beauty podcast. I don't think we've ever met uh, on the podcast where you're having a bad day. Is that, does Where Brains Meet Beauty and bad day even go together? I feel like you're always in a good mood when it comes to the podcast. Well, the podcast is like an outlet for me, right? It's like free therapy. So it helps me get out of the day-to-day. And, you know, sometimes the day-to-day at Base Beauty is amazing and joyful and fun and, you know, full of laughter. But sometimes it's not, <laughs> you know, it's um, reality. So um, walking into these conversations with our guests gives me the chance to hear other people's perspective learn about their journey, how they handle, you know, difficult situations or great situations. And I always leave inspired. Um, And I also think what's so cool about it is I probably wouldn't have met many of these people if it wasn't for the show, right? Like our industry is so wide now, right? It's not just all based in New York City anymore. There's people everywhere that are um, innovating in beauty and wellness. So I love, um, I just love meeting new people and um, getting to make new connections and hearing other people's stories. And, you know, as our listeners know, our loyal listeners know, we don't talk about product, right? No, we're not talking about goop or marketing. We're really talking about personal journey and career journey. So, um, you know, that's fulfilling for me. The power of podcasts, huh? So you mentioned a technology bringing people from all over the country together, how we used to do it only locally, and now we're able to record virtually. Technology happens to be our first quarterly theme. So do you want to tell our listeners what quarterly theme even means? Yeah. So typically in the past um, four years of our show, we would select guests based on like the people who are inspiring us, people we met. But um, for our fifth anniversary, which is um, what we're celebrating this year, we decided to move to a quarterly theme format, meaning each quarter we're going to have a a topic, a focus, and all of our guests in that quarter will fall under that topic. So quarter one, as Carrie mentioned, is focused on technology. So all of our guests this quarter will be tied to beauty and wellness technology. Then next quarter, all of our guests will be tied to sustainability. So we'll keep this themed format going all year long. We'll announce our quarter three and quarter four themes later in the year. And that gives our listeners a chance to just dive deep, you know, get to, to get to go deeper and meet the people who are making innovation happen in our industry. But we have a lot of milestones to talk about, Carrie. Exactly. I was going to say, we're diving even deeper this year because it is where Brains Meet Beauty podcasts fit year anniversary. It is Base Beauty Creative Agency's 15th year anniversary. We are hitting our 200th episode on the podcast, and we are diving even deeper by broadcasting these interviews, these conversations on YouTube Live, meaning you can tune in, watch these interviews as they're happening in real time, and see you and our guest. So um, I'm not like super fluent in YouTube. So I want to share with our listeners how to best reach us on YouTube. Um, so uh, first of all, subscribe to our channel. So search for Where Brains Need Beauty podcast and you'll find us. 
subscribe because then you'll be able to access information about our show. But also hit the notifications button, which looks like a bell, because that's going to give you alerts about when we go live, right? So remember, all of our episodes are going to be recorded live on YouTube. So it will be really fun for you to watch those in real time. Um, They will, of course, still be available to you in whatever podcasting app you love. But you know, this is a really new special added element to podcasting because, um, you know, live is where it's at. It's what we're recommending our clients at Beast Beauty to invest in, to reach their customers in new ways. And we just thought it's really important that the podcast um, invest in reaching our fans in this live way as well. So we're just one week away from launching our 200th episode and kicking off this exciting year. However, today we are here to discuss Annie Yoshida, who is a member of the Base Beauty Creative Agency team. And this is just a bonus episode. Uh, in case you missed it, the past two weeks were also bonus episodes. You can go back on YouTube Live and watch those videos, uh, all streaming services. But tell us a little bit about your conversation with Anna. Well, Anna joined our team really recently. And, you know, there's sort of like Base Beauty before Anna and Base Beauty with Anna. And like, she is just so hardcore, so amazing, so smart, and a joy to work with, like the rest of our team. Mm-hmm. And um, what's cool about these bonus episodes, Carrie, is that our listeners get to meet the people who work at Base Beauty, right? And they get to meet them, you know, not during like a client status meeting, but they get to hear their story, their journey story. And, um, you know, I'm just, I just love that these team members are giving access um, to their lives, to our, to our fans. Exactly. All right. Well, let's get right into it. Here is Annie Yoshida. So I'm very excited today that I'm joined by one of my own team members, Anna Yoshida. Thanks for joining, Anna. Hello. Thank you for having me. It is great to see you here. And I'm excited to learn more about your career journey before Beast Beauty. Yeah, I'm so excited to be a part of the team. Um, Joined in July, which seems like just yesterday, so time is flying back so fast. So, Anna, you're a program success manager at Base Beauty, which means you're um, on the front lines of working closely with our clients and you're an advocate for their brand. Um, but I want to go way back in time for um, our first topic, which is um, when you revisit with your 10-year-old self, um, if you can think about um, your needs and desires at the time, what um, do you want to be when you grow up? Um... Gosh, when I was 10, I don't know if I was thinking about that, but I remember in high school was like the first exercise we did on um, like a write-up about your career and how you would get there, what the plan would be. Um, And my report was actually on being a cosmetic chemist. So I was interested in science before and I, that was when I was like getting into beauty. So I was like, oh, how great would that be to figure out how it's made and to be able to actually make it. And so um, that was the idea <laughs> um, until um, I went to college and actually figured out that I really like studying psychology. Um, so that's what I ended up majoring in. But um, also during my time there working at a beauty startup, and I just always wanted to be somehow in the industry. When you were in high school, how did you even know that being a cosmetic chemist was even an, a, a thing? Yeah, um, I think it was like a Google search and just figuring out what jobs were available within beauty and then kind of working backwards from there. 
Okay, so what do you love about beauty? Um, I don't know if it's a specific thing. I just think the products are so interesting. Watching people apply them in different ways to, you know, just help me make you feel better and feel confident. And I, I just like, I don't know. There's a lot of different things about it. There's hair, there's skin, there's makeup, body product. There's just so much in it. And anything new is always interesting to me. So let's um, go back in time, but a little a little closer to now. Um, what was your first job? My first real paid job was um, a hostess at a local, it was like a Hawaiian restaurant. I grew up in Southern California. Um, so started that at, I think I was 17 at the time. Um, and then continued there until college, yeah. So that's the front line of customer service. It is. And I think my friends and I talk about it all the time. I think it's so important for everyone to have either worked um, a restaurant or a retail job at some point. And did you do any retail work? I didn't. That I didn't get a chance to, but um, I feel like a little bit in ways where my mom and I were always doing like craft shows growing up. So she would like make a bunch of things like that and we'd have to, you know, tag them and I'd be helping and working those types of booths. So not formally, you know, retail experience, but a little bit in that way. And what was your first job out of school? Um, Out of school, it was actually working at the university that I graduated from. So I was a student assistant there um, for about two years. And then when I graduated, they offered me um, a full-time, but also during college I was working. That was a part-time at, a, at the beauty startup, my first role in beauty. So what, what kind of role did you have at a college when you had that full-time job? Um, it was a program coordinator, a program manager position, so very similar to my title here. Um, but there I was managing um, professional development programs. So they weren't degree programs, but certificate programs that people would then take, you know, either they went to do to school and got a degree in something else. And now they want to learn about like digital marketing or HR um, or business admin. So those types of programs. What was it like to graduate and then still stay on campus? Um, it, I feel like it didn't hit me that I was actually graduated for a while <laughs> um, just because I was still going to campus and a lot of my friends were still living in the area at the time too. So um, it, it was nice though to be able to still have that community and that connection, you know, especially in your first time at a, at a big girl job. <laughs> I remember thinking to myself when I was in college, how fascinating it is for the people who work at the school, because um, I think in this sense, like there's an opportunity for a time warp to happen. Cause if you work at a school, let's say you're in, you know, in a Dean's department or admissions or something, you're always around people that are like one age group, Right. I guess it's the same as being a um a teacher in you know a high school. But you're I think able to freeze time a little bit in your own life because um everyone's not growing older around you, right? I mean in the student body, um at least. So I would imagine that it feels good as a student to graduate than work at the school because it's still like a part of being that's at college, right? At least from a social aspect and your surroundings. Absolutely. And I think the favorite part of all of our jobs working there was being able to still interact with the students. So, um, you know, you knew from an early age that um, cosmetics were interesting to you so much that you thought you wanted to be a chemist. Um, Now that you work in the industry, 
Um, would you still like to be a chemist? Um, in a way where product development is really interesting to me um, in R&D and, you know, seeing clips of brands show their manufacturing process or um, their fulfillment process and putting them into the bottles. I think that's always interesting. Um, and especially going into skincare now, there's so much information that's shared about, you know, what this ingredient does, what that ingredient does. So in that way, yeah, I think it's still interesting to me. I don't know if I could make it <laughs> as a chemist, but um, I love seeing the process. It's interesting that you talk about um, developing products because while you're not like a chemist and you're not building formulations in your job today, you really are building something though, right? Different ingredients, but to get to the same goal, right? Which is to bring joy and satisfaction to the customer. So that, you know, I see actually so many um, commonalities between those two roles and one you have now and, and that cosmetic chemistry role. Yes. And I think that's how my brain works too. I like seeing how all the pieces fit together and then watching it come to life is the best part. So let's talk about journey, but um, a little different type of journey. You moved from the West Coast all the way to New York City recently. Um, why? <laughs> um, it's a funny story because it was never a big dream of mine growing up or anything. I loved growing up in Southern California. Um, I grew up in LA area, went to school in Orange County, um, so never really ventured out. And then in 2019, my boyfriend and his family brought me to New York for um, a vacation for a trip. And then the minute we got home, I said, I love it. I want to move there. <laughs> so that was kind of it. And I got lucky the week we visited. It was perfect weather. It was in April during spring. So yeah, everyone thought that it was a little bit crazy. I'm like, are you sure you only went there one time during perfect weather? And I was like, why not? I, I like the the city atmosphere. It's completely different than LA. Um, and so, yeah, I just wanted to try something new. So you're about to have your first New York winter? I am. And it's already, last night we went out and it was already cold for me. So I'm so nervous and need to go out this weekend and buy all the coats and the boots and the, the heat tech stuff and get, get prepared. <laughs> Yes, the key is um, being dressed appropriately because it is manageable if you have the right layers and the uh, uh, wearing the right items. But if you're caught, you know, without that hat and gloves, it's brutal. So brutal. Yes, the gloves is what I put on my, it's the top of my list because I've never had to own like just regular, not for snowboarding gloves, but just, you know, every day. <laughs> right. I, I mean, I can imagine this is like... Um, a whole new world for you. Um, you know, I've always been in the Northeast, you know, my whole life. So um, I'm not that I love it always, but I'm used to it and have a closet full of, you know, gloves, sometimes just one, you know, <laughs> I have to go through my collection and manage that collection. That's the other thing, Anna, I'm going to warn you, you're going to lose those gloves, at least one of them, and you're going to lose the hat. It's going to be on your lap. You're going to stand up, not realize it fell to the ground and move, you know, on and be so sad because it was your favorite hat. So I have, um, you know, those war stories to warn you to get two of everything like that because those little, little pieces. Oh, that's a great tip. Yeah. They're like socks. You know how people like lose. Yeah. I never would have thought of that. It's the same thing, but yes, um, being prepared and then it could be fun, but it's challenging because the wind whips through, you know, the, um, that the avenues in the streets in a way that can <laughs> really hurt sometimes. I know I felt even just a little bit yesterday. So definitely need to, to prepare myself <laughs> mentally. 
Okay, so you moved to New York City. Um, you got a job with us um, pretty instantly, right? It was pretty quick? Yeah, I think because I quit my last job to move. And so I think I found you about a month um, into my move, which was great. What has it been like to enter a new organization when um, work is mostly virtual? Um, it's been really interesting, but actually a lot easier than I had expected it to be. I was a little bit nervous about not being able to make the connections, but I think everyone's been so warm and welcoming and um, especially having that. We had one lunch together, which was really nice with, you know, a group of us. And so, and going into the office is, helps too, being able to see people here and there. So it's been... It, yeah, a lot easier than I expected, and everyone's just been so great. I'm doing a lot of reading about, um, you know, how companies are going to try to navigate back to either what they're calling a hybrid model, where some people are in the office and people are not in the office, or, um, you know, fully remote or fully in the office, and obviously every company is different, but um, it's so interesting to me to read these stories because for 15 years, we've been a virtual business navigating. How do we have freelancers? How do we have full-timers? How do we have an office? How do we work from home? And not that I have all the answers, but it's kind of interesting to read these stories about like how impossible it is for some people to be in a room together and some people to be on a Zoom and try to have that meeting. Like (laughs) you can't hear anybody. It just never works. Yeah, that's so interesting that you've already been doing it for so long, even, um, you know, past coworkers that I've worked with before and friends, they're, they're still texting about it and nervous about that hybrid model where you've, you've already been doing it. So since you're new to the business and new to New York, um, the fact that we're mostly work from home, how has that helped in your transition? Um, it's helped in getting the lay of the land, especially around my area and my apartment. Um, and slowly easing. It was interesting because I feel like going out in New York, there may have been some hesitation or nervousness about, you know, socializing and finding new friends in the area. But then because of COVID, we really didn't, we're not able to do that as much either. So I can't really tell what's because of a life transition and moving or if it's because of COVID. But I feel like it's been a good balance, especially having the office, like a 15, 20 minute walk for me. So being able to go in every once in a while. So I'm able to get out, find, you know, the local places I like to order lunch from or pick up dinner on the way home or the grocery store to stop by. So it's it's been like a more gradual transition for me, which is nice. And what's been um, the hardest part about um, joining a new company during this time? I guess it's, a little bit getting to know people. I mean, everyone at Base Beauty has been, like I said, friendly and welcoming and it's easy to get to know people, but wanting to build more of that relationship, I guess, is is hopefully the goal over time. It's so interesting because as this business has evolved through the years, you know, for many years, we were really lean, small organization. And then a few years ago, I started working on business development more and agency marketing more and, you know, making sure that we're not a secret, right, in the industry, that that brands that need support know us. And we started bringing on more young people onto the team. 
And the younger people, when I say younger, younger than me, um, they really do crave connection and relationship building at work, mm-hmm. right? It's like part of their social life. And then we built this beautiful big office so that there's a nice place to socialize and do work at the same time. So that is something that, um, yeah, I think is needed, even if it's not um, the same way as before, but the chance to socialize and get to know people um, is needs to be part of the job, right? It's not, it can't just be the facts, the figures, the checklist, right? There needs to be time to be human, right? Yes. And my friend, this is also a conversation between my friends and I, it's like making friends in a, as an adult is hard and you spend most of your time at work or, pe- you know, with the people at your work. So being able to make friendships at work is, is really nice. Yes. I remember in my 20s, I mean, all my friends <laughs> were from work and then you moved to another job and you introduced those old friends from the old jobs and the new job. And, you know, it's just this really nice cycle that's been interrupted because of, um, you know, all of the pressures on keeping people safe and, you know, apart. But I do see it changing and evolving, not just in our organization, but in many others. And it's exciting to be able to, you know, go to events and meet people and socialize in a networking way too. Mm-hmm. Yes. And especially because we had moved, we were sort of banking on making friends um, through work and then through their social circles and meeting people that way too. So yeah, excited to see how the holidays will be this year with all those types of gatherings. Yeah. Well, you'll get to have your first New York holiday season. There's so much to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so lovely to walk around the city and then you'll have your first city snowstorms and that's <laughs> even better because um, in the suburbs, the snowstorm is challenging. In New York City, you just put your boots on and go walk. And it's a really, really fun environment when it's snowy and there's no cars on the road. Oh, that's true. How long did you live in the city for? Um, about 10 years, like after college until my son was almost two. And then like the apartment got claustrophobic, you know, with all his baby stuff. And I was ready for a change. But we moved to a town that's a really easy train ride away. And, you know, I come in um, every once in a while now more to really socialize than to do work, quite frankly. (laughs) And I guess that's sort of, you know, the almost the way it was before the pandemic as well, right? right? The younger people in the office really wanted to be together every day. That's great. And I would just pop in like once a week to get to know people and, you know, have real human experience with them. So I'm excited to do that too. That's so nice that it's still, you're able to move to the suburb, but still be close in a train ride away. Yeah, um, that was the requirement of leaving the city was that we, I needed to be able to walk to the train, right? So I lived on the Upper East Side when we were in New York. Um, I was a really far walk to the sixth train. That was the closest train to me. So I said, I need to be able to walk. And now my walk to the train is way shorter than my walk to the sixth train. Um, so that makes me very happy. And, um, you know, I get, since I'm the boss, I get to pick where the office is. And I picked an office that's really close to Penn Station. So I have a very, very easy commute that I actually enjoy. Um, I know most people don't enjoy their commute, but, you know, I've created a company where people don't feel like they're you know, they have to be in the office. They are, you know, many of them right now are choosing to be if, on some days. So I think that takes um, the edge off for, you know, anyone coming from a, you know, a place that's a little farther away. Yeah, I, I that's one of my favorite things about living on the East Coast or around New York City and New York City. That's definitely not something that we have in LA and everyone dreads the commute. Everyone back home is wanting to stay, work from home for as long as they can. So yeah, I, I really love this 
this hybrid and this situation that we have at Base Beauty. So Anna, my last question for you is um, advice for young people or people looking to get into the beauty industry. So you had, you know, this this um, high school dream of being a cosmetic chemist. You had a job at a, a beauty company. Now you're working in beauty marketing. Um, what would you say to somebody who's interested in this part of the industry? Um, I would say if you are able to, internships, that was kind of my foot in the door and something that I was so grateful for. Um, I think that's a great way to get exposure and connections and a way to network. So yeah, that's I think that's my biggest tip. And that's what I tell my friends who are younger that are in college and they're trying to figure out what to do. I want to just do as many internships as you can. Great. Well, Anna, thank you so much for sharing your story and your wisdom with our listeners today and our viewers. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's fun. And anyone who wants to know more about our show, you can listen to Where Brains Meet Beauty on any podcast app. So pick your favorite and search for Where Brains Meet Beauty. You can visit us online. You can also listen to those episodes on our website at wherebrainsmeetbeauty.com. And if you follow us on Instagram, uh, you can be part of our giveaways. So that's at Where Brains Meet Beauty podcast. And you can also get more of us by following me on LinkedIn, Jody Katz. We also have special giveaways on LinkedIn and other content to share. So um, Anna, thank you for joining us today. And thank you for our viewers for watching this live podcast. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Where Brains Meet Beauty with Jody Katz. Tune in again for more authentic conversations with beauty leaders.